Thank you for tuning in to a new episode of D's Nuggets. It is I, Dejan Rose, and I appreciate you for tuning in. If you haven't done so, please subscribe. Therefore, you can get all the updates whenever I share new content or shall I say D's Nuggets, and uh, you'll be updated. You'll receive anything that I you know, speak about on business relationships and personal development. So uh, today's episode is titled Refocus. Um, this is strictly based on personal development. And the inspiration behind this was the fact that I kept getting distracted and I had to refocus. And I was trying to train my brain in order to focus on something so hard. And I kept, my attention span, of course, is short. Um, and I know that many of you were sequestered last year. A lot of people had the opportunity to work from home. Uh, I've been working from home for years uh, as a work from home manager. And I had the opportunity to kind of get a jump start on how to focus. And then when I got distracted to refocus. So I'll go ahead and pose this question right now. How long can you stay focused on a person, task, or thing? I know it doesn't seem like it's that difficult, but when you think about the attention span that most of us have, and I'm not talking about our children, I'm talking about us as adults, the short attention span that we have, it's definitely astounding how short it is. And so the, the, the goal is to, to extend the amount of time that we can focus on something. And once we do get distracted, because the distractions will come, how do we refocus on that thing and still have a high level of productivity? Because once we reset, it's, it's not that we start over from the beginning, but we do have to start gaining momentum once again. So that question basically, how long can you stay focused on a person place or I'm sorry, a person task or thing? Um, it made me think of this book here that I have. This book is titled Deep Work. Deep Work is a book by Dr. Cal Newport. And he talks about the rules for focused success in a distracted world. Um, many times to our own demise, we program ourselves to be distracted. So it's becoming more valuable to do deep work. And let me explain exactly what deep work is. Deep work is being focused and increasing our productivity. Now I'm getting a clear view of how programmed I am right now. And we have to hack basically into our own minds, into our own habits and our own behaviors in order to stay focused, in order to refocus and have a higher level of productivity. Now, I'm not sure about you, but I'm always trying to push myself to new heights and new limits. And this is for those who are really trying to accomplish new goals, who are really set out to you know, elevate, whether that be in the business world, whether that be in the, you know, climbing the corporate ladder, um, whether that's just growing personally. Once you grow personally, it's, it's you increase value. So that's the, that's the premise behind this whole uh, episode here. And let me explain a few things about this book, Deep Work. I'm going to summarize it for you basically into four um, different categories right here. So he, Cal talks about, number one, minimizing distractions. In order to minimize distractions, that takes a level of discipline. And once you have that level of discipline, you're able to work deeply. So you have to minimize distractions, which is like put a lot of the things away. Sometimes we have to turn off our notifications. We have to close our door and put a do not disturb sign on it especially for those who work at home. Um, we have to do so many different things in order to make sure that we're not easily distracted or that we're programming to ourselves in order to always 
divert off to, oh, what's going on here? What's going on there? And, and just always rubbernecking. So that's the first step. Number two, he talks about embracing boredom. This is the hardest thing for us to do. And it's, it's okay for us to chill. So many times we want to stay active. We want to do too much. We want to try to stay busy, but we don't understand the importance in meditating, planning, strategizing. Now, those things are actually boring to do. But once you actually embrace those things that are boring to do, you'll realize that, and you embrace boredom, you'll realize that you've gained so much more productivity because you've got the opportunity to do what most people aren't doing. Most people aren't planning. Most people aren't meditating. Most people aren't strategizing. What are they doing? They're stressing out. They're going with the flow. They're being spontaneous. And then there's times for those things. But if you're trying to live a successful life and you're trying to live an organized life, reduce stress, um, and just be a better person overall, you got to embrace boredom. You got to know how to like handle those things. And, and Or sometimes it just takes a matter of a moment just to relax, pray, meditate, chill, kick back. You know what I'm saying? So that's number two that he talks about in the book. He doesn't actually he doesn't say it that way. I'm just summarizing it for you. So you're getting the D's nuggets version right here. Um, and then the next thing here, the third thing he talks about is quitting social media. This is the hardest thing to do um, because some people, of course, market on social media. Some people stay connected on social media. Um, there's so many benefits. It's a form of entertainment. So, I mean, we use it for so many different reasons and it's a, it's a real challenge. So with social media, we have to understand how they are at advanced in getting our attention so sometimes we have to set time limits on exactly how much time we're actually putting into that when we're not getting a, a return on. I can't say because we're actually investing time into it. So you got to say, OK, what am I getting out of this other than just a chuckle and a couple of pictures that I can like here and there, somebody twerking or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Because I, was, I, I wasn't the only one looking at the twerking videos, I know. OK, I see your homies and your, and your man liking them. So I'm not the only one. But look at this. This is number four. Number four is drain the shallows. And this chapter right here really, really, it resonated with me a lot because I like to be busy. And I like to try to cram as much as I can into a day. And this right here made me realize there's a difference between busyness and productivity. So you, this right here basically like drain the shallows is you, you, gotta, you can't prioritize shallow busy work because it interferes with productive deep work. So you have to be mindful of that, that there is shallow, busy work that's out there that will interfere. It'll interrupt. It'll definitely slow down your progress and productive, deep work. So sometimes you got to go into the lab. That's what I used to like about going into the studio. Um, even when I wasn't even doing music, it's an isolated place where you can, you can focus on directly what you're doing because you eliminate a lot of the distractions. So that's the benefit. Sometimes you got to find your own lab. Create your own lab um, where you will not be disturbed, and therefore you can just you can go in and, and doing some deep work. You don't have to be in there for an extremely long time, but at least you know you have a place where you you're isolated and you're able to say, you know what, well, I can I can hyper focus now, because once like I said like I said earlier, once we're distracted, it does take time for us to refocus. Now I'm gonna give you a, a stat right here, just so you know something about stats. That 67% of stats are made up on the spot. But uh, this is that 33% uh, that isn't. So <laughs> 
be careful when people start quoting you stats. It's like, where you put that, where you put that number from? You know what I'm saying? Especially when you're from like Cat Williams or something like that, because his hair is 19 inches long. And I don't know where he got that from. But uh, you know what? I don't want him coming from me because I know he got real jokes and 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 I'm I'm still practicing, I'm working on my stuff. But check this out. The refocus right now. I'm gonna get back to the episode. So the, the average worker is productive three to four hours in a work day. Three to four hours. I know this sucks if you, especially if you're a business owner, to know that your worker is is not giving you the high level of output. Now, this is what I train right now when I do leadership training, right? So I'm just like, how can you have someone be more productive? Of course, happiness. Um, equates to more productivity. That's not the only thing. It's being able to minimize distractions. So the more you have them multitask, the less the less productive the production you're going to get out of them. And it's it's always a factor of motivation as well. So motivation could always be a factor. So like, like I said, if someone's not happy, if someone has um, a lot going on personally, if they have a lot of distractions going on in their home. Um, if they have some stress going on, if they have a health condition, I mean, these are all things that could interrupt and it could, I could say that it definitely, it, it affects our motivation. But after that, you can purposely put things in the way when we think that we're accomplishing more, accomplishing more in business, but they're distractions. They're straight up distractions. And you're wondering like, how is this, why, why isn't this person performing at the highest level? Some people are able to, to not even focus on the distractions because they they understand the value of staying focused on that thing that they're doing at the time in order to have a higher level of production. But not everybody gets that. So this is a big word right here. The myopia of our society can put you in an advantage if you focus and then refocus because they're always being distracted. And the distractions will come, they're gonna come. So how do you program, how do you program yourself? Like for example, I remember when I watched the Tiger Woods documentary and his dad used to purposely knock his club. His dad used to purposely make noises in the background and, and grunt and, and yell and, and clap and, and bump him and do all kinds of things in order for him to hyper focus. And he did that purposely because he knew that when he was on a course, if, if you needed to have total silence, it didn't make sense. In every other sport, what they do, they have a lot of people cheering in the background. They have a lot of distractions. There's a lot of things going on, but they have they have a single track mind. So we need to know how to just go ahead and put our mind on one single track. Not that we can't divert every once in a while. Not that we can't take, you know, alternative routes because there's a lot of things that do happen in, throughout the day outside of our control. But this is just to say, let's, let's just have a higher level of pro productivity. Let's have a, a higher level of success. Let's elevate ourselves and go to the next level. and you can't tell me that this dude hasn't accomplished more than you've seen um, somebody at his age in, in, in any sport and um, taking charge and after that and then mastering himself. And, and it was just because he was programmed to be focused. This is another thing that I want you to um, think about for a second. I'm gonna throw out a couple of probes here and there throughout the episode. But what do you think, or no, what do you do the first thing in the morning? What do you do the very first thing in the morning because this sets the tone for the day. Now, if you the first the very first thing you do is grab your phone. A lot of us do. We grab our phones and we're like, okay, what's happening? What did I miss overnight? Which you didn't miss much. You're probably looking for a text to make sure nobody didn't die. I totally understand that. But at the same time, when you start checking emails, um, once you start going on the social media, once you start, you know, for me, I just basically go into the I already I always check my investments because that's stocks happen first thing in the morning for me. 
So that's the way I'm programmed. But if you're doing things that are going to clutter your brain, think about what you're doing the very first thing in the morning and how that's going to distract you from getting done what you need to get done throughout the day. Because now your attention is on that specific thing versus, hey, I need to get this done. I need to get this done. I need to get that done. Brushing your teeth, using the bathroom, cleaning up and getting ready. I mean, there's a lot of things that we have to, we have a routine. I'm sure you do. But at the same time, if you're not focused, it's going to cause you to delay or it's going to cause you to be late which is another problem. <laughs> but at the same time, it could even cause some stress throughout the day, which you didn't even have to, because now you're, you're thinking about other things. You got a clouded brain when you didn't necessarily need it. So these are just some few things that you can order to do in order to benefit yourself. It's not necessarily a morning routine, but these are things that we should do all throughout our lifetime in order to benefit us and to, for us to, to refocus. So for us to focus in the first place, have you ever gone on vacation? And then when you got back from the vacation, you, you needed another vacation. <laughs> I know I've done that plenty of times because once you get away to charge, you come back and you didn't realize that, you know what, I didn't, I need, I need a recharge from where I was charging from because now I've, I've just drained myself of a whole different level of energy that I wasn't used to. And now I need to rest and relax before I actually get back to work. So my suggestion is to charge and then actually make some time to recharge because you're going to definitely let out a lot of energy whenever you're going on like trips, whenever you you know, do anything out of your normal routine. The next thing right here is take many retirements whenever you can. I know that sounds like it's, it's harder to do than it is, but whenever you get a chance to, it's not always just about vacations. It's about uh, rest and relaxation. So you could, if you have the opportunity to take a mini retirement, like many folks did last year, because they were basically, um, I can't say that you would necessarily let go but you were furloughed from your job. So you had the opportunity to take a mini retirement. And during that mini retirement, it allows you the opportunity in order to breathe. It allows you to do some things that you don't normally get a chance to do. It gives you more time. And we don't, we don't value the time that we need to. And once you are allotted that time, it's just understanding I don't need to waste it. I don't need to waste it. So this is another thing right here. Know how to act before you react. This is to help you with refocusing in life. If you, don't, if you never knew how to act and get your act together, you're gonna react always in a negative manner or, or in a manner that's not gonna benefit you. So learn how to act before you react. Here's a couple of things. This is the last one right here I'm gonna Don't try to tackle life as it goes because some of us, we think like, you know what? I'm just gonna go with the flow. I'm just gonna do this thing. And I know this is gonna happen in my favor. And once it does, I'm gonna get ready. I'm gonna go, no, I'll be ready before somebody knocks on you. Before opportunity knocks on your door, be dressed have yourself get yourself get your tie ready get your dress get your hair done um get your nails did you know what i'm saying you got to look fly before it happens because once you do and if you're not prepared it's going to pass you by and if if you don't try to tackle life as it goes and have a game plan you're going to get tackled the pros are, are prepared so you got to have a you have a, you got to have a game plan before the game begins and if you don't tackle life as it goes you're going to get tackled straight up this is a dope quote i learned from zig ziglar um, lack of direction, not lack of time is the problem. We all have 24 hours in a day. Lack of direction, lack of planning. That's basically what he's saying. Not lack of time. We always complain about, I don't have enough time to do that. Where do you find time to do that? Where do you find time to read so many books? Where do you find time in order to do self-development? Where do you find time to do all this, have all this fun? Where do you find time to vacation? Lack of direction, 
Not lack of time is the problem. We all have 24 hours in a day. What are you doing with your time? Sometimes you got to make sacrifices for the time being in order to get the benefit of the time later on. But I'm not talking about sacrificing 40 years of your life in order to retire the 40, 40, 40 plan. It doesn't work for most folks. And we're realizing now more than ever that that 40, 40, 40 plan, it was, it's, it's, it's retiring with, with the baby boomers. We're in a totally new generation. And now it's all about having multiple streams of income because of inflation. It's all about making sure that you're able to maximize on time because we want to have more fun. We have more things that are access. And we're just and we're in this microwave society that we want more. We want more, more, more. So here's um here's a here's a couple of top excuses that I hear from people when they say, when I see that they're slacking. And this is, of course, it always starts with I don't have time. It always starts with I don't have enough time in order to make myself better. That's the dumbest excuse ever. And then you need to cut it out with all that BS because you do have time. Um, I was talking to this girl a few years back and I remember when I was just like, you know what? Um, I really do wanna talk to you. It's just that I don't have enough time because I'm always busy. And she didn't understand, of course, yes, I'm busy with work. You know what? She hit me with one of the coldest lines and it still stuck, it sticks to me to this day. She says, you, you <laughs> uh, You'll make time for what's important. You'll make time for what's important. Now that was a revelation. I just realized at that moment she wasn't important. And um, we don't talk to this day. Um, if you're listening to this podcast right now, um, I appreciate you though, because you you gave me a nugget. You gave me a pure, I'm telling you that nugget right there, y'all, it's, it's worth a lot. You will make time for, <laughs> for basically what you value and what you want out of life. So you gotta prioritize things and make sure that you're doing some deep work. If not, you're gonna be wasting a whole lot of time or you're gonna think that you don't have the same amount of time that we are allotted in a day, 24 freaking hours. I don't get a 25th hour. Nobody does. Nobody's even short 23 hours. We all get the same amount of time. Just prioritize, making sure that you're planning, preparing for the next level of your life. Now, the only thing that I don't have time for is basically like nonsense because a lot of people will hit me with some BS. And I'm gonna tell you right now, like many of you, I know that you're on a mission. And I heard this on a podcast the other day by um, Brad Lee, the real Brad Lee. Matter of fact, Brad Lee has a voice, something like this. And he just, he has that smooth radio voice that you wanna listen to right before you get it in. Right before you dedicate that song to that special somebody and says, you know what? I'm gonna knock boots with you today. <laughs> See, that's how easy I get distracted. But he did give me this, he said something that I heard something on the show, right? And it said, if ifs and buts was candy and nuts, we'd all be happy. And I, you know what? I, I was like, I need to, I need to tattoo that on me. If ifs and buts was candy and nuts, we'd all be happy. And I know I like candy and nuts. I had some earlier today and it makes me happy. That's exactly what I'm doing this episode today because I was like, I have my candy and look at this. You think I'm playing? I got a bag of Skittles sitting right here next to me. Um, they should pay me for that. I'm just going ahead and doing promos for everybody and everything like that. I got like all oh, 13 of you subscribed to me. So I'm just like, Shh, somebody better cut me a check. But I feel like I got ADD. I don't know if you guys could tell. And many of you probably got it too. <laughs> um, but you know what? I, last year in 2020, I damn near lost my quarantine mind. Like during the shutdown, it was hard for me to stay focused. First of all, we lost Kobe in the very beginning of the year. I was devastated. I was devastated for a whole month. 
I, it was longer than that. I was devastated for like a long time. Um, but right after that, what did we have? Like the pandemic, um, I got extremely sick. Um, I got, this injury was killing me. I was off of work. I mean, I'm telling you schools and business shut down. Um, then more and more televised brutality, more and more senseless murder started happening. Then we ended up with a global protest. Um, we had even things that worked in our favor, like Versus and, and DJ Nice. And then we had, you know what I'm saying? And, and then we ended up with the debates and an election and all this other kind of stuff that we was looking at with the politics. It was so much happening in 2020. 2020 was no joke. 2020 was no freaking joke. But if, if it was a time for us to focus, I'm telling you, every distraction was thrown in our direction. And now that places our course opening back up, we're going almost back to normal. You know what I'm saying? You can't really go anywhere without a mask still, without stepping into a building. But I'm just telling you, we're getting back to norm. And it's been a struggle for many people who have programmed themselves to be distracted because what we do spend more time on social media. We spend more time on television. We spend more time. We, we, we spend our time occupying our mind because we had too much time on our hands. And then after that, of course, we programmed ourselves. And now what we got to do, we got to reprogram ourselves. We got to refocus and send ourselves back into hyper mode, launch ourselves into the next level. Because I know there's times we used to say, you know what, I'm going to get this done. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. But after that, we form these different habits and these habits are causing delays. So as a child, I was labeled a daydreamer. So I know what it's like for someone to be like, you know what, why can't you focus? How come you can't, you know, give me your undivided attention? Because I don't, my mind just, it wanders. <laughs> I'm a dreamer. I, I, I'm a visionary. I'm a, you know, and, then, and there's a benefit to this. So if you have a child that's a daydreamer, don't knock that child. I'm telling you, you're probably sitting on a genius and you don't even know what you got to know how to activate the brain. But I'm just letting you know right now, I get scatterbrained from time to time. So I personally understand what it's like to like, to have to focus, refocus, regroup, stay on track and all these other kind of things. And I know that we always, um, we, <laughs> matter of fact, there's a joke at work that they used to do at me. Um, they used to be like squirrel, you know what I'm saying? Whenever they knew I wasn't paying attention because I'm telling you, my mind was like always scanning the room all over the place, just trying to always see, you know, I was always trying to, trying to focus on a problem. Cause I was like, let me, whatever I can run to a problem and solve it, I, I'm, I'm gonna save the day. But at the same time, what did that do? That affected my productivity. So I, I know I'm not the only one. I know I'm not the only one that can't stay focused. Some of you basically have kids at home and I know that they love electronics. So, and this is weird. This is ironic how they are able to stay glued to their phones. They're able to stay glued to TV. They're able to stay glued to their computer when they're playing a game. But yet when the class is in session, all of a sudden their mind just can't they, can't, they can't stay focused when there's information coming in. So that's why it's very, very important for us to know how to focus and know how to program ourselves properly. And you're probably nodding your head like, you know what, that is my kid. And after that, you know what, since you're not in your head, let me go ahead and talk about you. Because I noticed like, I wasn't gonna talk about just myself. I noticed other, other adults basically being distracted on Zoom calls um, back when I was in the office during office meetings. Um, even people on dates, you're on a date and you're easily distracted. I mean, people on their phones at their children's practice, even when they're driving, there's a reason why you can't text while you're driving. Imagine like a NASCAR driver, um, we're trying to respond or like, like a picture on Instagram. It, it, it could be deadly. It could be fatal. If a surgeon or a dentist was like, oh, let me check and see how many, you know, how many likes I got on my TikTok posts. 
you will be upset. But yet we do that from time to time throughout our daily jobs and throughout our programs and throughout us focusing on things that we can help in our families and in our relationships that will benefit us. Well, we're constantly distracted, distracted on something that doesn't even really matter when we have something more important at hand at the time. So this is another good quote right here that I learned from Brendan Bouchard. Of course, I love his book. He has a high performance habits, took his mastery course, uh, killed it. And that's why I learned a lot of the things that I do for life coaching. But I remember the quote by Brendan Bouchard. He says, focus on the day so you don't lose the week. Focus on the day so you don't lose the week. And that's very, very important because once you do and you prioritize things throughout the day, your week goes so much better. You realize, that, okay, I've gotten so much done versus saying that, oh, okay, I'm getting closer to the end of the week. And why do I feel like I'm still behind? I haven't accomplished much because you need to focus on at least three to five things every single day and make sure you get them done. Okay, so check this out. I know I'm like preaching right now and you probably like, dang, I'm not ready for this. I wanna hear something about relationships. I wanna hear some jokes. I wanna hear something stupid. No, you need to hear this. You better not turn this off right now because that's the problem you have with focusing right now in the first place. So, and, I, and me too, I'm not talking about just you. This is, this is um, teaching is the highest form of learning. So, you know what I'm saying? This is a session right now for myself. So where your focus goes and your attention goes, that's where your energy flows. And I'll give you a perfect example of that. Cause have you focused on something negative too long? If you focus on something negative so long that you become negative to the people that you don't even need to be negative to, you should be positive. And in the last episode of these nuggets, I was talking about like how you, don't take it personal. And how we take certain things personal when we don't need to. We experience something bad. And I understand how our, breast, our brain can press, we can press replay 1,000 times on something negative that happened to us or something that negative that didn't even happen to us, but we interpreted it negatively. And then how do we control that? How do we stop that? How do we refocus? How do we? Listen to that next, last episode of Don't Take It Personal if you want to know more about that. I can't give it. I can't give you the whole all the nuggets again right now. I, I got. A, I got. I got something to finish for you right now. So let's talk about multitasking, since we think this is a, a thing that we can do extremely well. And and I can't say that you do. You shouldn't do it. But if you want to lose out on productivity, then go ahead and multitask. You can get. A, you feel like you can get a lot of things done, and there's certain things that you can jump in between. And you can do. But like right now in the middle of this right here, I could multitask. I could be like, oh, okay, who texts me right now? Let me check this out. Oh, it's probably something about stocks. Oh, okay, I see that there's a notification. I'm not giving you my undivided attention and, and able to deliver high content. So we believe multitasking basically is a way for us to get more done in a shorter time span. But, but do you really kill both birds with one stone? You might hit one really hard and it might bump the other one, but it's still getting away. So don't just shake the bush make sure that you're able to get some done, snatch one up and hold it for real so that you got some chickens in order to, you know, to cook, fry it. You know what I'm saying? Make some waffles with it. Make it tasty. Get the seasoning right. <laughs> it's just distractions in the world. I'm just saying focus. The second thing I'm gonna talk about right here is meditation. Meditation is, is important because it helps you calm yourself. When I really started getting into yoga, I didn't realize you're like, you know what? Wow, I really need, I need to calm my brain down sometimes. And I, I need to let it relax. I need to try to focus on specific things. And this is extremely important if you think you got a mental illness. It's extremely important if you don't have a mental illness and you want to avoid having one because mental illnesses are on the rise. And this is like basically pressing the reset button. This is how do we suppress those negative thoughts. This is how we suppress 
all that negativity that's coming in our way. And this is how we suppress the fact that we think it's gonna last forever. We have to meditate. We have to pause. We have to like let go of all that stuff mentally and emotionally. And after that, it's a skill that can be developed and the benefits are huge. I'm telling you right now, who wants to be mentally ill? There's ways that you can actually start carrying yourself off meditation. The next one is prayer. You can benefit off of having prayer. Now we don't always have the answers like Sway. You ain't got the answers, Sway. You ain't got the answers. And he doesn't. We don't either. Which is why it's important for us to have a little supernatural guidance. So that's why prayer is so important. Um, this is another huge nugget right here, which is fasting. Um, I fast quarterly. And I don't think a lot of people understand the power behind fasting. I know there's Ramadan. There's a lot of different religions that do fast because they understand the importance of, of how much clarity you gain from it, how much discipline you get out of it. And it's another way in order to hyper-focus. It's deep work. Fasting is deep work. Now there's Derek Grace, this dude, Derek Grace too. I follow him on Instagram and social media and stuff like this. I'm telling you, this dude right here is just like a straight, he's a straight rebel. I'm telling you, this dude is a renegade. And when it comes down to like, like marketing, social media, and just being his own man, he's unapologetically him. He's unapologetically him. And he talks about how he even fasts from time to time. I'm like, this dude's not even a spiritual dude. He don't give a damn about nobody. And yet he's talking about fasting because he understands the importance and the benefits of it. And fasting shouldn't happen only when you're sleeping. And you probably be like, I, I fast my sleep. Yeah, dummy. That's why they call it break fast because you're breaking that fast that you had overnight. That's not the only time you should be fasting. Make sure, and I don't mean to call nobody no dummy, but you, I'm, I'm getting through. Maybe, maybe somebody needed to hear that. Somebody did, somebody got it. And you just got smarter. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. So make sure that you um, <laughs> fast sometimes. And that's and fasting, you got to try to know how to fast from something that is actually causing a delay. It's something that, it's that thing that's distracting you. It's that thing that you can't say no to. It's that thing that, that's, that's um, a sacrifice. So therefore, you, you build up that level of discipline. Busyness is another one. So we talked about it earlier when he talks about um, in deep work, when he talks about that shallow, shallow work, busyness. It's not a proxy for productivity. So we can't continue to throw business in our lap and just saying, you know what, I'm getting a lot done. No, doggone it. Focus on the things that matter. Focus on the things that's going to show progress. And after that, because every, everything else is going to make you tired. There's a, there's a huge difference if you're in a pool and you see somebody splashing versus a person who's swimming. They both are active. They're both are getting tired. They're both are busy. One's making progress. So make sure that you're not doing shallow work, which Dr. Cal Newport talks about in his book, Deep Work. Uh, quality, quality is extremely, extremely important when you're dealing with deep work because you want quality over quantity. And this is a way to maximize the intensity and you get, you get a chance to maximize your results. So the formula basically for high quality, there's a formula for this. And I got this out of the book, Deep Work. Time spent times the intensity of the focus. Time spent times the intensity of the focus basically will determine your high quality work. I know you probably be like, I don't, I don't really care. But once you focus and you know how to spend a good amount of time on it and you have a high level of intensity, you have a high level of urgency, all that, you make time, you take time and you don't waste time. I'm telling you, you're going to knock something out. Now, there's some things you got to take. You, and the reason why you have to take time is because you can't cook a cake fast. You can't, it's sweet and it's delicious and it, it's amazing. I want some cake, I'm gonna eat some cake later on with some ice cream. 
But I'm just telling you right now how important it is <laughs> to cook it, it. It has to be cooked slow. You can't open the door too fast and none of that, but your cake is going to go flat. So you can't rush everything in life. And that's for that's a nugget for those of us who have a microwave mindset. So here's another one. It's bad habits. I'm about to get ready to close this thing pretty soon. So focus, because I'm about to swipe through this thing really fast right here. I'm just going to swipe through the rest of these nuggets right here just to close out. Bad habits, we all got them. Focus on why you have that. Well, you don't even have to focus on why you have it. Let's just focus on what that bad habit is. Write it down and try to replace it with a good habit write the bad habit down and replace it to a, with a good habit. Don't beat yourself up if you fall off and go back to that bad habit every once in a while because it takes a while to adjust and get out of it. If you're, if you're doing drugs heavily, you, you should wean yourself off of it, whether you know it or not. So sometimes you have to take a little puff or a little hit every once in a while just in order to get back to normal unless you're going to really make yourself sick making that adjustment. I'm not saying that to go back to it. I know I'm not trying to use drugs as an analogy like that, but I'm sure you get the gist of what I'm saying. When you got a bad habit, you're going to probably slip up, but get back on track and keep going without having tracks on your arm, being a drug out, being strung out. All right. So my phone is basically always usually close to me and it feels like a leash on my eyes because usually when it goes off or it dings or I hear it vibrate, um, my attention like diverts directly to it. I'm just like, oh, what's going on? Who, who is it? Did I miss something? Is there something important going on? Like, and there's nothing usually that important. And there's plenty of times I got to put my phone away. I have to turn it upside down. I have to totally like get it very, very far from me for it not to distract me, especially when I'm working, especially times like even right now. If I have my phone up, I'm pretty sure there's already a couple of messages. There's alerts that went off on my phone and it's easy to get distracted. So whenever you have like a meeting, you're meditating, you're on a date, you're spending quality time, try to eliminate that. Try to eliminate the distractions, especially when you're with your kids or you're having a very important conversation um, because that's what's lacking in most relationships Believe it or not, it's communication. So build that up, build that up. And this handheld device, I'm telling you right now that these tech guys are trained on how to make us tech addicts. We are becoming addicts whether we know or not. And we're just being consumed by all the social media and all this other kind of stuff that's going on. So make sure that you understand what's happening to you. Um, and throughout this process, I'm not sure if you guys seen this documentary on Netflix called Social Dilemma. But these tech guys reveal how to psychologically addict you, um, addict, <laughs> addict you, <laughs> those these nuggets, addict you through social algorithms to fixate your eyes on your handheld device or your tablet or your iPad, your computer, whatever it might be. But these coders are basically programming you. They're programming us to what increase our amount of screen time. So be careful what you're doing and, and how much time you're spending on these apps. And like you said, if, if it's not giving you the rate of return for the time that you're investing to it, if it's not paying you hundreds of dollars per hour, you're wasting it. You're straight wasting your time. And you, most of us think that we're filling time, especially when we're online and we're waiting for something and we're doing, you know, but it, it, like I said before, if you're doing it the first thing in the morning, it's gonna cloud your brain and with, with a lot of unnecessary information and that interrupts deep work. So um, let me get ready to go ahead and close this out right here. And this is like, let me let me give you this one last thing though, because this is this is a good story. Um, this is distractions that it's nothing new. It's nothing that just started happening in 2020s, 2000s. You know, this is like I'm talking about. This is thousands of years old, and I'm gonna give you a perfect example. Um, getting distracted is basically like a it's it's simple, and it's so old. And I'm gonna give you a, a good story. Watch this, and I'm pretty sure you heard about three dudes that went to a garden with this one dude named Jesus, right? 
he has he had he had some disciples. He had three of his homies. He was like, "Hey, y'all need y'all to roll with me real quick because they're trying to they're trying to snatch me up, and they talking about killing me." So I heard it from the grapevine, and I know one of the other homies that we kick it with is gonna probably betray us. But I need y'all to stay on watch. I need y'all to stay on guard for me real quick while I go over here and pray, because I don't feel, I, right now I'm not ready. Right now I'm not ready. And so he goes off to pray, right? So he goes off to pray. He comes back, and the homies are asleep. They're sleeping on the job. They had one job. He said he about to die. It's not like he was just like, you know what, I'm about to run off real quick and smash. I'm about to get snatched up. And you know who I am. You know who I am. They about to snatch up me. And you supposed to be protecting me and being on guard, at least to let me know it and alert me. You know what I'm saying? So they don't interrupt my prayer. And y'all over here taking naps, sleeping on the job. Many of you sleeping on the job. And then speaking to sleepy people. Have you ever slapped somebody out of their sleep? I, I know I have, and it feels amazing. And I, I just love the fact that they just, they jump up and jolt up like out of the blue and they got that dumb little sleepy look on their face. And it's, it's a priceless look, I'm telling you right now. But that's just a way for them to refocus because they probably sleeping on the job. And you need to know that sometimes you got to slap folks out of their sleep. They got one job. And this is important for you to stay focused because sometimes you sleeping on your dreams, you're sleeping on the things that you need to get accomplished. You're sleeping on some relationships that you need to make sure that they're, that they're staying active in a positive way. And it's affecting you negative because you're letting the time go by and you're sleeping on the opportunity because somebody's about to come in and snatch it up. It might be me. It might be me. I am. I, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I'm just saying it's hard to stay focused. Refocus like spending quality time. You got to like these things. You got to like future planning. You got to like being considerate. You have to, you have to, you have to disregard like all the things that are going to try to distract you and get in your way. All those people that are being inappropriate, all the people I'm just saying, these are the different things because I know that in my past relationships, I would get easily, when I know I was getting distracted, I know that it's probably, it's probably for that relationship to be over with because I was doing things that allowed my behavior to go into a negative direction where I wasn't, I wasn't making the best decisions for that relationship. So I'm just telling you that this, that might be an indicator for you as well, that you need to step out because other than that, that relationship is going to become a distraction for what you need to get accomplished in your life. And I just know that for me personally, like it's, it's an alarm. Once I know that I, I need to refocus, I need to get out. So let me go ahead and hit you with the quick nuggets. And after that, I got to get out of here. Number one nugget, refocus. When you've lost the sight of your goal or your why, you got to refocus. Number two, focus on the technique before the target. Whenever I'm golfing, I always make sure that I, I do a couple of practice swings because I understand that if my technique is off, regardless of where the target is, I'm not going to hit it. So sometimes you got to focus on the technique before the target unless, unless you're going to be missing exactly and you don't understand until you actually try to try to make that attempt and you're wondering why you're way off. Focus on the technique before the target. Number three, multitasking is doing a quantity of things without the quality. So there are times where you just need to stop, do one thing, and after that, say, you know what, am I giving it my best and my all? Number four, there's no need to panic when you pay attention. You don't have to worry about nobody slapping you out of your sleep. When you're paying attention, you don't have to panic. You don't have to get joked. You don't have to get all startled. Don't panic when you pay attention because you know what's coming. You know they're coming to get you. Number five, fasting provides clarity and cleansing. We got to cleanse ourselves from all the toxins, from all this, especially right now when we're dealing with pandemics. So when we got to let go of a stress, we got to do a lot, but fasting provides clarity and cleansing. It's a better way for us to connect spiritually 
and allow ourselves to grow. Number six, prioritize the day so you don't confuse busyness with productivity. Priorities. Number seven, do not disturb. At least 15 to 30 minutes out of your day, you might have to put it on your door, you might have to put it on your phone, you might have to do it something, but put yourself in a do not disturb mode and get in focus. Even if it's not every day, every other day, give it a get in like a three times a week. Work your way up. And after that, you realize, okay, now I get a chance to focus. I'm trying to program myself. You got to reprogram yourself, reset, do it with do not disturb. Number eight, stop being so nosy. Stop rubbernecking all over the doggone place. You get in an accident because you're over there focused on the accident. You don't see what's ahead of you. Stop being so doggone nosy and mind your business. Number nine, idle time is the devil's playground. So if you like me, find out what to do with your time. And if you're, if it's downtime, make sure that you're relaxing, make sure that you're meditating or that you begin to start strategizing and planning. Because if you got too much wasted time, it could be the devil's playground. Number 10, put your blinders on when necessary. That way it'll help you focus. You might have to put your stuff on do not disturb. You might have to just make sure that you just say, you know, I don't have time for this right now. It's okay to say that I don't have time for this right now because people will try to distract you with nonsense. Put your blinders on when necessary. Number 11, I'm about to get ready to close with these last couple of ones right here. Stop cluttering your brain with unnecessary information. The philosophy from Henry Ford, basically, they didn't realize how, how smart he was because he didn't really have an education. And it was like, how are you building and you're revolutionizing the, an industry and you're not even that smart? You don't have the intelligence in order to create this this thing that you're creating called Ford Motors. He was like, why would I clutter my brain with unnecessary information? I don't need to know accounting. I don't need to know business. I don't need to know all these different things. That's what I hire people for. I'm a genius in my own realm. I know I know my lane and I stay there. That's a nugget for some people that are in business who are trying to do everything and wear all these different hats. Thank you, I, I had to, to receive that nugget myself. Number 12, being focused or being unfocused will cost you something. Being unfocused will cost you something every single time. Whether it be money, time, accidents, job, family, friends, goals, whatever the case may be, being unfocused is gonna cost you probably more than you can afford. So I'm gonna go ahead and close with this last quote from Bruce Lee, one of my favorites, the successful warrior is the average man or woman with laser-like focus. Be successful, be focused, Push yourself to the next level. I'm telling you that life is like, it's not just about the simple things. Sometimes we got to grow and we got to have personal development in our lives. And right now it's that time to elevate. So I appreciate you tuning in for this episode of These Nuggets. Like I mentioned before, if you haven't done so, please subscribe. I didn't drop my stuff all on the floor, but um, I appreciate you. God bless. I'm out.